Here we go. John Curley, Sherry Ellico Show on a Friday. Oh, boy. So much to do. So much to get to. Kate Stone's going to come in. Lots He's already here. Look at this. I know, I know. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, where are you? Uh, I had to get out of the tiny house. It was freezing in there. It's, You're looking it's fancy. It's two degrees. Thank- it's well, freezing Kate, Kate, in this studio. I haven't studio. let Kate in yet. I haven't let Kate. Sorry. Hold I'm on. Sorry. Sherry, here comes Sherry now. Don't forget, she's the co-host. <laughs> you have a, a, a really nice dancing outfit on. I like it. Yes. Thank you, Sherry. Saturday night Appreciate fever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's dive in. All right. Well, Kate Stone's already sort of given away all the illusion of radio by announcing she's already here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here. I got excited. That's all right. I was a little premature there. Play your song. Apologies. I have not been here the whole time. No. Just walked in. It's amazing. Okay, so the uh, new state bill aims to crack down on protesters. Oh, well, just in time for the weekend. So uh, who's the one that came up with this idea of actually um, stopping people from marching around on highways? Yes, this would be the ranking Republican on the House Transportation Committee, Representative Andrew Barkis. He represents Uh parts of Olympia. He's the bill's sponsor. He was not caught in the blockade of I-5 northbound in Seattle for several hours last weekend, but he did say that what happened there should not be allowed to happen again. The law is not being enforced, that those people were trespassing on the freeway, lives could be lost. So he's filed a House bill. Uh, He filed it yesterday that would inflict tougher penalties on those taking part in demonstrations that obstruct state highways. Now, to be clear, it's already illegal to do that. However, I was thinking that, yeah. Yeah. However, this bill would make it a gross misdemeanor for three or more people to block traffic without legal authority. And that Mm -hmm. would be up to a felony if it's determined there is a danger to public safety, specifically if the obstruction created a risk of injury, impeded an ambulance like we saw on the Seattle dot cameras that there was an ambulance caught in the blockade last weekend, or if the individuals refused to disperse upon lawful order. So Barkas says that it's time to reclaim the roads and send a message that Washington will not tolerate anarchy on the highways. Those were his words. And Mm -hmm. this bill, you know, as we all know, a lot of bills don't get a lot of traction if they don't have bipartisan support. So it does have a Democratic co-sponsor, David Hackney, who represents parts of South King County, including Tequila. He is a Democrat. He has co-sponsored the bill, as have 34 other lawmakers. So 35 co-sponsors, in addition to Barkas, have co-sponsored this bill. It has already been referred to the House Transportation Committee, so some bills never even get that far. So it is it is moving forward, at least a little mm-hmm. bit. Now, Washington- so the, go ahead. Should, everyone should know that it is already against the law in the state of Washington to block the freeway. It is, yes. It is. And it's not about civil disobedience. It's against the law. You're not allowed to do it. So they're trying to enforce this or what? Put some teeth behind it? Uh, Yes, essentially because there was a lot of concern, pushback, criticism, what have you, that there were no arrests made of the more than 500 protesters who blocked the I-5 freeway. Now, Washington State Patrol has defended its, its actions, saying that they were caught off guard by the sheer size of this protest. And they also said that the protesters who were calling for a ceasefire in Gaza... They 
tried a new tactic this time where they abandoned their vehicles on the freeway, which made it much more difficult to get everyone out of the way and get this cleared up. And Washington mm-hmm. State Patrol did say that, you know, they, they were they were understaffed, essentially. They couldn't do the mass arrests or anything like that. However, they did say that while civil disobedience is an important part of democracy, there needs to be accountability. They are actively investigating the people they believe organized this. And they said that they will be filing appropriate charges with the King County Prosecutor's Office if there's enough evidence to forward those charges. However, this bill essentially comes out of the fact that there was a lot of surprise and criticism that there were no arrests at the actual time of the protest on Saturday. Right. And remember, there was a protest that occurred, was it three weeks earlier? Oh, I think it was on a Friday afternoon. They had blocked an overpass. And again, there were no arrests there. You send a signal when you don't enforce the law, then people are more likely to break the law. If I was working there in Olympia, I would add, if you abandon your car on a highway during a protest, your car will be taken by the state and you will not get your car back. The car will then be sold to uh, the highest bidder at an auction. You lose your car. I would also get rid of the thing about blocking an ambulance or not, because then you're going to get into, well, the ambulance wasn't blocked. It was blocked. It was there. The guys were not really driving anybody. It was an emergency. Screw that. Just flat out, if you block it, um, make it a, a federal offense since it is a highway run by the state. Make it make the teeth a little sharper and really be able to sting people that feel that it is their right to stop somebody from getting from point A to point B because they've got some twisted, non a rational view of what's happening in Gaza or any of these protests. But if you don't arrest people, like, for instance, this weekend, hey, Washington State Patrol, hey, guys in Olympia, you're going to have a chance to arrest people. Because if you've looked online, you can see that they're posting exactly where they're going to be, what time it's going to start, what they want you to wear, what you should do, what type of signs you should make. So I'm assuming the state... The Washington State Patrol is already well aware of where the protests will be, and they're ready to go get these people, lock them up, and make it have a cost to how they spend the rest of their time applying for jobs, getting apartments, make it have some sort of effect upon their life so they think twice before they leave their parents' basements, they take off their pajamas, they dye their hair purple, and march around in the street and stop people from going from point A to point B. To be fair, I dyed my hair purple in graduate school, but it was during COVID and all the hair salons were closed. So thank you for that. (laughs) A lot of these things have um, when you when you put together a bill, it takes they don't even really go into effect for another year or so. Is this going to be useful this year? You know, that is a great question, Sherry. And I ask myself that every day. Uh, You know, I mean, that's kind of the case with a lot of these bills, a lot of these laws. It it does take some time for them to take effect. And unfortunately, that's the way the legislative process works. So, no, it would probably not have an immediate effect. However, it would it's definitely getting more attention onto the issue, which I believe was partially the point of introducing the bill in the first place is, you know, essentially trying to say that there needs to be more of a response or more of a legal avenue or, or consequences for people that choose to commit this illegal act, because at the moment it 
it's not even a mandatory jail time type of mm. offense. I mean, it's not even clear if people would be booked for something like that. If you'll remember the protest at the University of Washington a few weeks ago, a month ago, yeah. where this, some of the protesters took over the administration building. I do not believe, and I'll have to check, but most of them, they weren't arrested. They may have been processed. But uh-huh. again, it's it's sort of a... It's it's sort of a, a way to strengthen the the punishment or the consequences for for the civil disobedience when it crosses the line into a risk of public safety. And one of my friends commented that his wife was uh, waiting for their first child and uh, she could have gone into labor at any moment. And he was like, we could have been trapped on the freeway uh, with, mm-hmm. you know, my kids. So uh, it, it, w- it was situations like that that people are calling for more accountability, essentially. And even Washington State Patrol Chief Batiste is saying there needs to be accountability when it comes to actions like these. Yeah, that's good. The, the other thing you could run into If somebody gets stuck on this highway, again, it's amazing. I guess it's a credit to the drivers of the Pacific Northwest that they didn't get out of their car and beat the crap out of some of these people like what they did in New York the other day. 300 were arrested, 1,000 people protest. They hauled the people away. But before that, a couple of people got out of their cars and punched them in the face uh, because, as the one guy said, I got to get home. I'm tired and I want to go home. Um, finish working, get out of the way. And then he went at it with a couple of people. But in Washington, out there on I-5, the backup was what? How many? Three, four hours long or something? It six got to miles six long. miles at one point. Six miles, It was about right. five hours. And people just sat there just waiting. But remember the uh, protest that was out there on I-5, the guy ended up going down the exit ramp the wrong way and ran right into this person and killed that, that woman. Remember that one? So... You just don't want to have more people feeling as if they have to take the law into their own hands or take out their frustration on a bunch of people that are marching around that have no regard for really anyone other than themselves. That's why they're out there in the main, in the first place. So let's talk about the protest that's planned for this weekend. Have you got a chance to look at some of the stuff that's going up online where they're going to do this? Um, I've seen a couple of things. Joe, I think you were showing me a little bit about this yeah, earlier. Yeah. John, you tasked me with digging into the the dark side of social media where they plan these things. So I just reached out to Jonathan Cho and asked him. And he he got back to me in about 45 seconds. And so what what they're doing this weekend, there was a planned march in Seattle. They're going to march to the federal building. But they've decided in in the wake of the uh, U.S. and U.K. uh, bombing in Yemen that happened last night, they're combining Uh forces and they're all going to be marching to the capital in Olympia. So this is happening uh, tomorrow at 1 p.m. at Heritage Park in Olympia. And I reached out to uh, Chris Loftus, who's the communications director for the Washington State Patrol, sent him the flyer and said, uh, are you aware of this rally? And if so, will extra effort be taken to prevent any freeway closures like we saw last week? His response Mm -hmm. was, yes, we are well aware of this and we are prepared. The Capitol campus hosts protests and demonstrations regularly, and we coordinate with local and law enforcement partners to provide security and enforcement resources necessary. We're taking extra extra precaution this weekend based on the events of last weekend. So then I assume they applied for a permit. I don't know if you have to apply for a permit to protest on public grounds or the state capital grounds. I don't mm, okay. I don't think that's necessarily yeah, a permit, I, I, permit I, I, I wouldn't level. think they would either. Right. No permit. 
Yeah, okay. paperwork. So they're just they're going to be down there at the park. What's the what's the temperature tomorrow? We you know when that is. Is it? Are we it's not going to be warm. Okay, all right. It's going to be a balmy low twenties, perhaps. Well, in Olympia, I'm not I'm not sure. Keep in mind, there's a major major march going on in in D.C. this weekend. And I'm sure there's going to be people following that because this, they're the, expecting the, tens of thousands of people. Yeah, and this, this this march in Olympia tomorrow is in solidarity with that march in D.C. They specifically point that out. I also lived in D.C. and D.C. winter is also not balmy. <laughs> well, tomorrow it's going to be 50 mile an hour winds. They have all these wind advisories, so oh, we'll boy. see how that goes. Yeah. Oof. That that. <laughs> by the way, keep your pajamas on. Put. Try to find some pants and put the pants over your pajamas before you got there marching I mean, that's I, I wear that to Washington, work every DC. day. That's my general <laughs> reporting outfit. It's pajamas. No, no. That's good, Kate. I like that. Kate. No, no Sherry. Sherry. But you don't encourage good. Kate to wear pajamas no, in the office. No, because you know what? She works really hard. Yeah. And if she wants yeah. to be comfortable, good for and her. And take a nap in between. Yeah. Good. You, know, some you things. need that. Yeah. 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 I, no, I, I'm no, leisure no. and professional all at once here. I can't see if you're wearing pajamas or not. But are no, you, you really can't. wearing? I shan't tell you. She's not wearing pajamas. Oh, uh, shan't you? Under, under the pants. You don't know. Oh, I don't. Under the pants is fine. I don't yeah. care about your underpants. No, many layers. Very many layers to this. All right. <laughs> Sherry That's encouraging good. a casual well, workplace. Well, sure. No, she wants to be professional leisure. Indeed. Prof leisure. Professional. I'm I'm starting a clothing line. Prof leisure. I like it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, your song is playing. <laughs> so go away. Got it. Bye. Bye. Have a good weekend. Bye. All right. I hope they pass that thing, and I hope they arrest some people tomorrow, um, and I hope it causes some sort of problem for them later on. Well, here's the flaw: it doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if they pass this bill. The oh, I know, the, I know. Problem, but for this weekend, yeah, but the still, problem was still is a law. There's still right. a law out there that they could have enforced and they didn't. So if they don't have enough police to enforce it or they're not willing to enforce it because of lawsuits, you can put as many laws on the books as you want. But if the police aren't willing to do it. What's going to change anything? Another thing I heard from Cho today was that behind closed doors, WSP, the governor, like they are, they were humiliated by what happened last Saturday. And they absolutely refused to allow that to happen again in terms of shutting down the freeway. So, you know, I'm sure that's true to some degree. You'll never have enough cops because you'll always probably have more protesters than cops in most cases. So the cops have should have tools available to them to disperse the crowd so that the rest of us can go about enjoying our life, which would be tear gas. They don't use water cannons around here, but they do in other countries. But the idea, and we're not allowed, in some some counties that you're allowed to, but I know that it's outlawed in Seattle. I don't know where we are in Olympia with it. But you give the order to peacefully disperse. You are now at this point breaking the law, and then they read the law, RCW, what about it, through the bullhorn. They gave you a fair warning a couple times, and then they just go in there, and they got to force you out. They force you out with tear gas to break up the crowd because they've warned you that that's the case, but in Seattle you can't use it. Uh, probably in Olympia they won't use it either because they're very liberal up there. But hopefully, yeah, the Washington State Patrol realizes, man, we look really bad 
uh, for everybody sitting in that line six miles long. So hopefully that let them march around. They'll do absolutely nothing. And the fact that they're adding in there the Yemenis and the uh, Houthis, that's amazing. These people, their knowledge of, uh, of history and international world affairs really, really comes out. That they're well, they're now what in favor of the Houthis? They're, they they like what's going on with those guys too. Oh yeah, pro Houthi. It's on. It's on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's nuts. Well, or they could go get a job. One or the other. All right, quick break. Let's see. There's Nate in the Beacon Plumbing Traffic. Yes. Do I sound like I'm coming to you from a bathroom? By the yes. way, yes, and it looks like it too. <laughs> okay. All right. I can see the guardrail or the. The grab yeah, guardrail, sure. whatever yeah. that is. Grass <laughs> bar. All right, I'm moving. Here we go on a Friday. Muggershi Casino. It's going to be sponsoring the uh, text line one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. You got to be able to get on the air. Who knows? You could be discovered. This could be your big break. At five thirty, we play the Know It All Quiz. You're going to win yourself a whole box of Bite Me Cookies, oh, Fish Cookies. Thank you, Tini. Thank you. Super Official sponsor of the John Curley Sherry Ellicker Show. That's at 5.30. One interesting thing about yourself. You've got two hours to try to come up with something interesting or do something interesting. Um, I uh, It was three degrees, Sherry, when I cut a hole in the pond today and went to get in. And normally I tell Nick, I'm going in. If I have a heart attack, that's where I am. It doesn't help at all because I'm, you know, in the water and she's up at the barn. Uh, but as I went in, I made the crucial mistake. And um, do you remember that movie, uh, 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 Christmas Story? Sure. Yep. Remember the kid licks the telephone, licks the uh, flagpole with his tongue? Uh-huh. Of course. Okay. So as I get all nude. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh, you want a reaction to that? Oh, you got all nude? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> and uh, what a tease! And I, uh, I, I got, I got on the, I have a little uh, ladder there. And as I was walking down, getting down the ladder, and I get into the water, I put my hands on the steps of the ladder just to sort of steady myself, and my hands freeze to the ladder. <sighs> and I can't get them off the ladder, and I realize, holy. Holy moly, I'm stuck, and I can't get any water to get up to to kick the water up to free unfreeze my hands. And they, I mean, it is they are on there because they are wet and now they're warm and they're on the metal ladder. Oh. I thought, holy crap, what am I gonna do? Do and I can do the show do? from the water for three hours? <laughs> well, not when you got all nude. <laughs> <laughs> That wouldn't work. So, so what did you do? I I stuck my head further down. I got some of that disgusting water in my mouth and then went <laughs> and spit it up onto my hands just enough to loosen them to free me to then free my hands. But then at that point, crap, now I can't get out of the, the water because I, there's nothing for me to grab onto. So then I try to reach up onto where the snow is on top of the little dock, and that's not working either. So then I just went down, got more water in my mouth, spit it all over my hands, put it on top of the thing, just enough water, and then was able to pull myself out. <laughs> Nude. 
<laughs> yeah, there are worse things that could have got stuck to the ladder. Yeah, no kidding. Hmm, let me think. My kneecaps? Your ear lobes? Sure. Lips? Yeah. Lips. Okay. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Uh, uh, two completely autonomous AI students are now taking classes. This is at Ferris State University. How are they doing? Uh, if they decide to drop out or not, uh, we'll never know. This is the uh, students. So they actually are just, they're just computers that are taking the classes. Is that what basically this is? This is what they're yeah, doing here? This university has um, one of the three, I guess, AI undergrad programs in the United States. So they uh -huh. decided they would add AI students to the program to see oh. if they could do it, you know, and I think we have a Oh like yeah, a, we do. Uh, official. Well, when students at Fair State University return on Monday, some will have two new classmates, but they look nothing like the students you'll usually see walking through campus. Ferris State University offers one of three AI undergraduate programs in the uh -huh. entire country. We are a leader in the artificial intelligence area, and why not put us to the test? Their latest test, the development of two virtual students named Ann and Fry that will enroll as freshmen at the university this upcoming spring semester. So they're being held to the same standard that a student online or a student in that classroom will be, would be held to. Ann and uh -huh. Fry will start by taking hybrid general courses. They will receive all of the syllabi uh, for the various courses that they take. They will not only interact with assignments uh, with their professors, but they also have opportunities to interact with other students in the class. To make decisions like choosing a major, the experiences of human students within Ferris State's artificial intelligence program will play a role. We had our oh. artificial intelligence students uh, talk about, you know, some of their experiences coming in as freshmen some of their anxieties coming in as freshmen. And we actually started to use a lot of that, those experiences. Uh, may I just remind this woman that the AI is data that it has been able to gather or data that you have stuck in it, and it's just spitting the stuff back out again. So it's these are not original beings that are experiencing things for the first time and having organic responses to something. They're just basically reiterating what has already been put in them mm -hmm. right i yeah, mean and for, for the freshmen people like I've, I've made friends with two people but I, I don't really know them that well because they're actually robots i mean this, they're not even robots <laughs> yeah. it's just it's it'd just be like a yeah. laptop sitting there and right? the worst is one of them is named fry <laughs> fry your only friend a, a different name than fry well Anna look at the fry. name what's the name of the college sherry uh, Ferris State so experiences like that, yeah. as prompts for Ann and Fry. Depending on which courses they choose, technology will be placed in a classroom that allows them to engage students and staff. They're not choosing the class. The, the, the AI will not choose what class it wants. Why not? No, it because, will. Oh, oh, someone has to ask it what class you want, that's, and well, that's, that's going to But it's going to yes. base that upon. Right, Whatever it'll else be a random, a yes. random something or other, right? And I don't know. I, I guess they're going to be set up as a computer, a laptop or something. Their faces will be on the screens, and they think that they can interact with the students and the teachers. And I, the AI will be this. And what is it? Ann and Frere or whatever Fry and Fry. Ann, Fry. Yeah, they're going to be the smartest kids in the class. That's who you want to sit next to. 
The whole mm-hmm. race in there to find out where the laptop is, just sit right next to it. And of course, it doesn't know whether or not you can cheat or not. So you're like, hey, hey, what's uh, what'd you get for C? What'd you get for number four? The things like for number four, you should probably <laughs> This could be a gimmick to make uh, to give them some publicity for their AI program. Oh, you think? <laughs> I mean, the cynical part of me says yes, but the very positive part of me says no. This is a worthwhile experiment that all colleges should engage in at some point. Right. And then everybody's going to want to go to Ferris State University <laughs> in Big Rapids, Michigan. That was my backup school. Yeah. Ferris was State my first University choice. was the first choice. Didn't get in. It was, so, it was so sad when I was applying to colleges because I had to pay for the stuff like the applications because my parents didn't care. Every I went through that great big book of colleges, you know, that big book, I forget what the thing was called. And anything that had like a $15 application fee, that's where I applied. Like Colgate, Millersville State, um, Indiana University of Pennsylvania, which I couldn't figure out what state it was well, in. They were trying to throw you off pay, the whole time. Were they going to pay for your college? None of the, as my dad said, I'm not paying for that extra crap. So just the college. (laughs) And then like eating and actually having shelter, that was considered crap. So I had to pay for that. Oh, okay. Well, I just thought you'd probably take that into consideration when you were also applying because that would be wherever you were, you'd have to pay the, the freight on you know, the housing and all that other stuff. One step at a time, Sherry. Let's just okay. get in first. Let's just get in. Let's put the 15 Good. bucks in the mail, get into Millersville State or Indiana University of Pennsylvania uh, or Florida State. What was the one? Ohio of Miami, Miami of Ohio. Oh, Miami of Ohio. That's that's expensive. That throws you off. Yeah. Is it warm there? Where am I? Am I in Hawaii? Am I Miami? Where am I? Ohio? <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a very my cousins went there on on tennis scholarships. I know. Twenty five dollar application fee, nineteen eighty one. I remember all the numbers. Yeah. All right, let's go to Nate, who graduated from uh BCC Bellevue Community College. There you go, baby. Go Eagles. And look where right. I'm, yeah, Eagles. Don't forget the know-it-all quiz at 5.30. I'm writing the, don't worry, Joe, I'm writing the quiz questions right now. All right? Joe Mama. Uh, oh, attention wedding venues. I wonder who that would apply to. <laughs> uh, you, you might want a social media guru on staff as brides and grooms are hiring content creators to film, edit, and footage to produce the Instagram and TikTok posts. Oh, my God, I've seen that. Yes, I went to the wedding, my uh, niece's wedding, last, it was two Saturdays ago, and they had a whole thing. Um, this, it's in, They had a no-camera zone, meaning don't take your camera out and don't take pictures of the bride and groom uh, coming up and down the aisle because you're going to have your camera out, and the, the people that they hired, these coordinators and stuff, don't want your camera because it looks bad in their shot. The woman told me, if I see cameras and I have this thing that I'm able to like Photoshop it out, but it's a big pain, so I don't want that. And they're getting these shots at the right time in order to be able to post all the stuff on Instagram because that's really more important than the actual event itself. Yeah, I I ordinarily would have said this is, you know, one more example of the narcissism that's happening with with all of social media, (laughs) which it is. But I, I, I see the point here. They're saying that when you go to a wedding photographer, we've all had wedding photographers, when you go, it takes them about a week or so 
to uh-huh. even get you the proofs. And then after that, it's, you know, however long to get your wedding album. And how accessible is that to most people? He sits in what a drawer somewhere. So yeah. this is the way people are communicating with images and letting people know what's happening in their lives. So if you're going to plan every other aspect of your wedding, and you're certainly going to advertise it on Instagram. You might as well do it in a way that's professional and that these people are making, you know, a lot of money. Uh, it costs between about a thousand bucks to thirty eight hundred bucks, I guess, to get the, somebody in there. And a, a lot of this wow. is the BTS video. B. Take a, take B. a guess. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Well, that would be Sober <laughs> Drive, but no. Bef- I, I, B. B. Behind. B, two. Hind. Uh, huh? I'm lost. Behind the scenes. <laughs> behind the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you, Andrew. Right in on it. And that's just video of your, sometimes it's just video of your friends and family as they come into uh-huh. the church, as they're waiting there, that type of footage. I noticed that they had a couple of different photographers out on the dance floor. I turned to Nick. I said, I'm going to get in a lot of these shots. And she's like, you know, it's not really about you. I said, when is it not? And I uh, I was really going kooky, crazy, busting big moves and stuff. And the photographer was following me around because I was just giving him some fun, good action. Um, and then I realized, eh, I'm really kind of taking attention away from the bride and groom. They were over there. The People seem to be more interested in them. So I kind of, you know, toned it back a little bit. But And then you started breakdancing? Oh, that's how I started. And then when I noticed <laughs> oh, okay. the photographer was really excited by it, I was like, look at everyone else is just doing the same, you know, boring move. So I was really just ripping it up. And then <laughs> and I kept noticing like, the photographers what? there. So I was trying to, you know, tilt my head at an angle like, ah, whoa, <laughs> woo. What are some of your bigger moves other than breakdancing? Sure, that's not fair to ask. Since I don't have any place to put my microphone, I have to hold it in my hand like this. Oh, I didn't see that. I thought because you were in a much bigger space than you usually are. Are you just you standing probably... in the hallway now? I'm just standing now. Now the thing is, okay? <laughs> oh. This is how you broadcast professionally, all right? Okay. Hey, I got I'm like Edward R. Morrow on top of a building somewhere. Look. We, 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 I can't twins. see yet, sure. I can't touch anything. Oh, you can't I'm, see it. <laughs> I can't hit the button. See, I can do right. that, too. Look at that. Okay. Look at All right. That. Now, okay. I'm, now I'm unable to dance.